Hello there and welcome to another episode on the Green Living Chats podcast. I'm your host David Ewisimensa and it's so good to come your way another week bringing you an interesting conversation on the environmental sustainability chat segment on this podcast. I'm sure we will all agree with me that we don't need scientific evidence to confirm the things that we are seeing around us. And I'm actually talking about littering. Littering is an irresponsible behavior of humans that we see all around us. Our beaches, the streets, you see people go in for picnics, go have fun with their families and leave all things after enjoying them on the ground as waste. No matter how you look at this, littering is just an irresponsible behavior and I think that humans need to come together and actually find possible solutions to this instead of blaming this on others. Today we're going to have a conversation on how a group of people in Malaysia are cleaning the beaches along the coast of Malaysia. And to do this, I have the partner and founder of My Clean Beach, Jiva Saminadin. Apart from Jiva's day job where she helps organizations to increase their workspace retention and a master trainer in social IQ and personal branding, Jiva loves to spend time at the beach. And she has several stories that she's going to share with us from how her interest and love for the environment and keeping it clean started. And I can't wait to share this story with you. Jiva started my Clean Beach initiative with a couple of friends and gathered them together to raise awareness to protect and preserve marine life and also tackle the growing problem of plastic pollution along the coast of Malaysia. And on part one of this two-part conversation, we talked about how Jiva's interest in providing solutions for the environment come from. And we also digged into some of the data they are collecting from the activities in cleaning the beach. Why is littering still a problem? And why do we actually litter? Whose fault is it? Who do we blame? Is it time that we take up our responsibilities and just do what is right? Let's get into the conversation and see what Jiva has to say. And as you listen to this podcast, I will ask you to just share this podcast, like or review this podcast on any platform on which you are listening to this podcast. And we would like to hear your comment as well. So why don't you shoot us an email on glcpodcast at echoamidsolutions.com. We'd love to hear what you have to say. So grab a coffee and let's get into today's episode. You are listening to the Green Living Chat podcast, a podcast where we discuss emerging environmental issues around the world and to find sustainable solutions. I'm your host, David Ewisimensa. We use this platform to support environmental-related initiatives, researches, and projects. This podcast is brought to you by Ecoamet Solutions in Ghana with a mission to going back to green. So join us on this train with new episodes this and every Sunday. Here we go. Hello, Jiva. Thank you so much for joining me on the Green Living Chats. It's a weekday, so how to get people on the weekday to talk to them is always an issue. But thank you so much for making this actually really, really smooth for me. And I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. All right. Thank you, David, for having me. And I really appreciate you reaching out to us, uh, reaching out to My Clean Beach, wanting to know what we do. We are really excited to speak to you as well. 
Yeah, I'm really excited as well. You know, the first time I heard from you, it was actually just the latter part of your conversation. And I, I was keen to know more about this. So I just typed your name on LinkedIn. I checked your profile. And of course, I had to do a little bit of digging in before I talked to you. And I came across your website and I saw this. It was very interesting, right? I mean, we see a lot of people involved in, you know, cleaning up projects and everything. But to be honest, I see this to be peculiar. I don't know what it is about it, but of course, we're going to know it more today. So I'm really, really excited to, to know about more about what you're doing to help the society and your community and actually really encouraging a lot of people to get into these kind of projects. Thank you, David, because um, it took with a couple of years of effort and time to get where we are today. We, are still, we still have not achieved the final goal. Uh, there's a lot more work to do, but we are not giving up. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm happy to share with you a little bit more what we are doing, what's in plan. We are really looking forward to see where this project can take us. In fact, um, there's a lot more that we think we can do. We are still at the, probably at the early stages, uh, but we have been quite successful in perhaps, you know, speaking to many people, perhaps making some small shift with people as well. So that's what, you know, I hope this whole session, we will be able to share some experience. Perhaps you probably could tell me as well, David, or you know, some of the other places, what are the other countries are doing? Because yeah. with my clean dish, we just want to learn from each other. We just want to make sure that this, this project becomes a success. We can actually influence more people to make small shift in themselves, within themselves, in the community and the family as well. You know why I'm really interested in this? I mean, we are, we are even going way ahead of ourselves in this conversation because I see this not just to be an environmental solution, but a social solution, right? Because we get people who might never come together for any reason, but come together just because they want to clean the beaches, end up having good conversation, it ends up building this kind of community, right, among people. And it's it's so interesting. Anyway, I, I know there, there's going to be really a lot of things to talk about, but I really want to know a little bit about your background, how you grew up and how this interest came to being. So could you tell us a little bit? I couldn't find that online. I tried and tried. <laughs> I would have said everything. So can you tell us a little bit about you and how you grew up? Okay, I grew up in a city called Kuantan, which is just like, um, I, I live in the main city now. So that's where I was born, Kuantan, which is like probably like um, three hours away from where I live now. And I live about probably five minutes drive away to the beach. So that's how close uh, the beach is to me. And when I speak about beach, I go there for every reason, whether it's to just have some good time because I'm happy or because my dad said, let's go and have some ice cream there. And even if my worst days are spent there. And um, I've always liked listening to the waves. You know, the way the waves, they come, they go, they come, they go. And then my dad has always said this to me, listen to the waves. They're giving you a message. So that thought from a young girl has been deep sunk in me. Listen to the wave. They're telling you something. And for me personally, the waves are healing. Is in a way that gives me therapy, you know, and, and he always says, just listen to them, just talk to them. 
take, they give you what you need and they take away whatever you don't need. So, you know, and I felt that responsibility from that young age when they are so chiropathic, I must be totally in love with them. My dad and I have got a, a very interesting relationship. We go there like 12 midnight to see the shooting stars. Wow. We go probably like four or five in the morning just to see, look at the bright blue sky or when something is happening, uh, there's a shooting star or something, you know, there's a big moon on that day. We'll just drive out. Of course, my mom is not very happy with what we do, you know, but, you know, it's like, you know, because, you, you know, maybe because he's given me this because I watch soccer with him. That can be like wee hours because of the country. I'm in Malaysia. So, you know, the soccer doesn't happen happens at the, at the daytime. It happens after midnight. So I'm his soccer buddy. So whenever, and he takes me to the beach, you know, so it's like we have a contra, we have an understanding. And, um, and you know, so when I see all that, I'm just, I've just fallen in love with the beach. And my mom constantly tells me this, you know what, girl? Don't throw any rubbish around. The policeman will catch you. And I'll go like, what, mom? You know, like, you know, I call her Amma, by the way. Go like, you know, and I, I know she's teasing me, but I've been brought up with an environment where nature is part of me. So beach is one. I go hiking with my dad and we, you know, we, we cross through the jungle to do that. Uh, and my mom is everything about her is flowers, gardening. She grows her own vegetables. So, you know, we have got a big space in our home. So my love for nature is just abated by my parents. They instill the value, the importance of like, this may sound a little crazy to some people, but my mom said, you know what? Talk to the plants. They are listening to you. And so that's like the happy part of me, the joy comes. But every time when I see someone dropping a trash or just even an ice cream stick. I go like, why are they doing this? What are and you doing? Reaction. Yeah, you know, the, the, and then my dad said, you know what, this is wrong. People shouldn't be doing that. You know, and we have this habit from young days. When we go to the beach area, when we buy something, we have a bag. All of us will put, the whole family will put the trash in one bag before we tie it up and put it into the bin. So those values are already in from young days. Being a, such a young person, you have no rights to tell another person off, hey, what are you doing? Because I, I've had the opportunity to be able to travel a few other countries in my life. Typically in Malaysia, we do have a trash issue, uh, which is quite alarming, which is quite concerning. Um, there are many reasons why it's directing there. But yeah, that's how it started for me. I see a very interesting trend here and it's making me super, super excited. You know, I, I was having a conversation recently with a friend and we were talking about how important is it for us to bring these kind of teachings to people in the educational curriculum, right? And whilst we were talking, we were like, yes, but then, you know, education actually starts from home. And you are just bringing to mind one of the important things of what parents can pass on to their kids. I had an episode um, some time ago with a lady from Russia and it was telling us more about what we eat and how it impacts the environment and ourselves. And she was talking about, you know, now that she got married, she has been going back to what her parents taught her. Because now that she understands the importance of the things that the parents can do, our generation can also impact the children. Because we see the youth being so enthused about environmental advocacy. And sometimes I wonder where it's from. And now you're giving me such examples, I feel that 
this is actually everywhere. You speak to people in Europe, they say the same thing. And you were saying the same thing from the US in Africa, everywhere. So that's very interesting. So can you tell us a little bit about how this interest transcended into my clean beach? Because I know this might not be your day job, right? No, no, this is not my day job. But my love for environment has is deeply sunken in me. I felt there was always that something I could do that I want to do. But I could not put my finger and say what I want to do. So what happened is in 2018, I was away on a retreat. And it's so fortunately, it was just at the around the beach area. Instead of enjoying the beach, I got angry. I got very upset. I was making a lot of comments. I started saying that, what is wrong with people? There were trash everywhere. And this is a different part of uh, Malaysia that I was having my retreat, uh, the year-end retreat. And people were just throwing food wrappers. Because you see, in our country, food wrappers is a common thing. We enjoy packed food. And the dustbins were spilling over. And people were not throwing in the bin. People were just throwing under the tree. And I saw it in my own eye. There were like, monkeys and so do i blame the monkeys or do i blame who now you know because the monkeys are doing what the monkeys need to do the humans could have thrown in the trash so that was not happening and i instantly asked my spouse if you could record what i'm going to say and he was like okay what are you going to say i said no i don't have anything nice to say but he said yeah you sure you want to record this i said yeah just record it and so i i just made a recording of, of the environment of the beach and it was a good good opportunity because people were looking what I'm doing I'm just constantly talking about the environment the kind of trash what people need to do and it was really nice a couple of my friends supported the initiative they participated in the video and they said um, and we instantly made a quick video I said no script just speak from your heart how you feel about the environment that's how it started so that was in like in December 2018 and, and I was quite clear then because you know what as I said earlier, I really wanted to do something, but I do not know what I want to do. Yeah. Things like this make me angry, but you know, I always felt that who am I to speak about this? So, and that led to in 2019 March, the formation of My Clean Beach. And, and I did another video. I was flying to India at that point of time. I instantly had another inspiration. I made another video. I made a video instantly and I uploaded it in my Facebook. The idea was to test how many people would respond, we'll respond to, to it. That. Yeah. And I know uh, I'm going to be traveling. It's going to be a four-hour flight. I'm not going to have an internet access at least for the next couple of hours until I get to the destination. I do not have an international roaming then. So I know it's going to be taking like at least about 10 hours. So I told my mind, if people are inspired with this, I will see in my Facebook post. Yeah. So I intentionally left it. So when I went back and I saw like, wow. The response was amazing. Amazing. Yes, people were responding. They were talking. So I knew there was an interest. And what I said in the video is, I am introducing my clean beach to all of you. Okay. And I said that if you are part of this, if you like environment, that was the idea. It worked. So I knew this is going to work. There's a lot of soft spot in each individual when we when we talk about nature. It's just that some people do not want to make an effort to carry it out. Yeah. And maybe some need help.
yeah you have already mentioned some of these challenges one mainly about no one actually really wants to initiate some of these things but when someone just comes out be so bold about it now we get a lot of people you know coming in to to help and the second thing you made mention also about how packaging and people liking to you know use package stuff being very common in malaysia i don't think it's actually just malaysia it's <laughs> practically everywhere and especially in this past two years when the covid has been around i really see these common issues coming up here and there but you have been doing this for some time now what are some of the other environmental issues that are contributing to the our beaches getting so filthy there are two main reasons one is something that's within our control and the other one is a bigger issue which is a global issue okay so perhaps i'll speak about what what we can see and perhaps there's something that we could do about it the trash that are being littered by people around the beach area and um that is something i i just don't understand why there's enough dustbins available it's just it's and sometimes there are people daily coming and cleaning in the beach area but this is just not stopping people to continuously throw and now uh, we cannot figure out why we have this issue if you go to some of the beaches around in malaysia we find a lot of food pack trash boxes uh, drinks bottles glasses um cigarette butts wow straws yeah um canned drinks people who enjoy picnic they are you know mash wires they did the barbecue stuff there mm-hmm. and is left behind and then you come there to have a great time why did you bring a bag to pack your trash so um the other very disturbing things that we find is is pampers wow uh, babies pampers because probably the mind says you know what oh this will easily perish it's just pampers uh no okay it doesn't so those are some of the things that we find there and we have other issues from the fishermen as well those who actually enjoy fishing as a hobby there's a lot of nets been thrown around ropes that have been just deep sunken down in the ground you know when we pull out we get a lot of this kind of thing so it's obvious these are all people issues and is it manageable yes obviously this can be managed in fact there's some of the areas that we go to there's already dustbins where you can sort your trash put the cans in the can put the bottles in the right area general ways there's already things like that made available i mean we are an expanding country you know people are generally educated but why people forget at the beach area is something that we don't understand picnic areas are one or sometimes when we go to the waterfall areas we find a lot of mineral water plastic bottles and and you know it's like you know when you're so excited when you go for a picnic you get your bag full of stuff mm-hmm. but when you want to leave you leave everything behind there come to think about it, they're all much more lighter now you can always bring it back so these are the main common problems we have is people people are the issue we don't know why we're trying to figure it out why because this is just not the youth issue we see the adults throwing and we've seen in our own eyes the young ones are doing the kids are following so who do we blame here this is very interesting back home in my country people have this mindset that if i keep my immediate environment or my compound okay then i'm fine outside my wall or outside my gates belongs to the government and he should take care of it 
So you can see someone from the bank, well-dressed with a tie and a suit in traffic, drinks water and just drop the thing outside. On a tired road, meanwhile, you could have gone down and just drop it in the bin. What kind of mindset is that? And that's the same mindset that we take to the beaches. Why on earth will humans be the problem, right? So what is the issue here? Is it education or what, what is the problem? I don't know, to be honest, but I'm always thinking and my team is also always thinking about it. What is the problem? You see, from young, we were told to throw your trash in your bin. From young, we were told to clear your trash. And we know these values in us. What changed? Is it because kicking around a plastic bottle seems more cool? It makes you within your own community? You know, is it because, you know, when I flick my cigarette butt, it's, it gives me a personality? Oh, I don't know. You see, but what happens is when we go around collecting the trash, and suddenly people go like, oh, can we help you? Can we, can we, why? And we get people just joining us and say, you know what, can we help you to collect the trash? Why are you doing this? Are you making any income out of it? I said, no. So, you know, recently, uh, because with the pandemic, and of course we can't do much, but we, we managed to, to find time to do, especially when the government leaves the ban. So we, we decided to do, not to go to the beach, we decided to clean uh, beside a river. And there were a group of people were having a picnic overnight there. And they were like, you know what, uh, ma'am, can you please give us a trash bag? I said, you know what, we don't have many with us. So we asked them, how come you came for a picnic without, without bringing a it, trash bag? Yes. So, you know, that's a big question, Mark. You came for a picnic and you don't have a trash bag. Oh, we had a few, but we used up. I said, yeah, but, you know, I can give you one. But what are you going to do about it? And and what happened is they started clearing up the whole place. It was back and it got easily filled up in 10 minutes. They had their own trash and the trash around them. But when they went for a picnic, they didn't care about the trash around them just because they saw us doing it. And it suddenly they felt that, okay, they, they too need to clean. Where is it still lacking? They need to see people do and then they would join. What happens to people's self-initiative? We've spoken about this, you know, uh, we have tried to reach out to many schools, universities and the education platform as well. What are you all doing? But I still think there's a big grey area in here. People are not doing enough. I probably could raise one point. We have successfully attracted many universities approaching us. And they say that they want to be part of this environmental project. When we, when we ask for more information, what is this environmental project that you do? Oh, we just have to do an environmental project and we need to be seen doing an activity. I said, okay, so what's next? Wow. So when we ask them what's next, oh no, we just have to come and participate in an activity with you. I said, yeah, what's next? So because I said, we are going to be a bit more stricter now. If you want to join any of our initiative, we need to know what's happening next. Yeah, And very unfortunately, they do not have a next what to do. It's just coming, cleaning the beach, take some photographs that I have done it, and there is no next initiative. I really think that having things in abundance has really contributed to, you know, people's lifestyles. People can use single-use stuff more than 10 in a day, just one person. And it's, it's just crazy. I think that really having things in abundance now has really contributed to this. Because if someone had to use his bottle that he has been using since he was 15 or teenager, I think you appreciate it more and will not leave it at the beach because you have to keep it and you use it at the next picnic, right? You just drink water, 500 ml, and you are done. So the rest is no one's business. So you just 
don't care. We have too much to use now, I think. Maybe it's because people want, they are comfortable of, of the abundance is available, as you said. You know, they know they can buy, drink and just, just leave it behind or drop it in the bin because it's enough. Nobody really cares. Or maybe it's also because they say, oh, this is not recyclable quality. Why do I keep it? You know, so perhaps that's that's perception is also there. So it's not easy. It has been like uh, when we started from 2019 until now, there are people who actually feel that, okay, they can make some kind of a difference, make yeah. some small shift of difference. Uh, but there are some who still feel that, you know, who, who talks about it, who appreciates it, but who are not ready for the change. So, you know, that's why going back to the topic, we are all part of these values to clear your trash, but it's just not in practice for some reason. And we're not quite sure why. Where's the missing link? It's still a big question mark. Okay, in spite of all these issues that are happening, you are providing really amazing solutions. So I want us to talk a little bit about My Clean Beach. What is My Clean Beach and what do you guys do? My Clean Beach started off as an, uh, as an initiative that we want to clean the coastal area of the beach. Because Malaysia actually is one of the most beautiful beaches around the world. No doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we, we felt that, you know, it's important that we need to continuously attract tourism into the country. The only way we can do that is instead of going to Thailand immediately, stop by in Malaysia, it's only if we can keep the beaches clean. Uh, we had many foreigners who have made initiatives to clean any of the islands, especially like in Langkawi or many other islands, they have made initiative. But we felt that, you know, if we start doing more, the locals, that means the Malaysians itself, will see this as an initiative. They will start contributing towards it because it's like copy the best practice. So with that, we started off by cleaning. We just don't clean. That's not the initiative we take. When we clean, we make sure we sort the trash. Oh, that's the heavy duty part of the work, actually. It's not the not the picking of the trash. It's the sorting of the trash. Because any clean beach, even at 100 meter, 200 may look clean at a naked eye. But when you start bending down, getting the pickers down to collect the trash, you'll be surprised. There will be kilos of trash that we can collect. We have recently went to a, a beach which is just like about 150 meters. And there was a mattress dunk down on the... Uh, on the sand and it was a huge king size mattress that we pulled out. Oh mattress. Yes. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so the idea when we started off is just to collect the trash so people can see our behaviors. You see, because what happens is when we collect, people ask, what are you doing? They go like, oh, you do this. So they go like, I didn't know such a group existed. I said, oh, yes. I said, you know what? You don't have to wait for a group like this. You can start on your own. So they will ask, can we, can we help you? Can we join you? Yeah, sure. You know, we give them a bag. As if you need some gloves, there are some extra gloves here. Uh, they're not the best, but I say, you know, you could always use it. So they will participate, get the children to do, you know, some parents would be like, oh, you know what, you see what they're doing because of all the trash that you throw, somebody has to pick up. So some kind of education happens. And sometimes we purposely pick a weekend where there's a lot of people. We want them to see what we do. So that was the initial kickoff. So, and sometimes before we leave, we will leave a bag behind for people who are still there enjoying a picnic. Uh, we say, you know what, enjoy your picnic. Before you leave, please help. Make sure you collect the trash. We've just collected, so we leave a bag behind. And some people will just connect with us instantly. Can we join you? Can we, you know, 
get to know more what you all do and i said yeah yeah we have got a social media page we have got quite information on our website as well so yeah. that's how it slowly started that brand my clean beach started populating at a very very shortest time and we are very impressed with that because as i was saying because we are known just not for collecting trash we are known because we sort the trash as well okay when we sort we try to sort as much as as detail as we can the only thing sometimes we are not very good or we are not can, we cannot do it very well is because the type of plastics they're not in a way where you can actually find at what grade they are interestingly you know while we are doing that we also found trash coming from the neighboring countries but that's a different topic yeah we found still fully packed not open when we read the packaging you know where this trash coming from so when we start sorting the trash that became the real heavy duty work so volunteers who join us they go like we never know there's so much of trash it looks so clean and then they'll go like so much of this uh, so much of plastic so much of wrappers so much of uh, straws nets uh, pampers sometimes we just have a bag with pampers because we just want to weigh and tell how much are pampers we find at this part of the ocean oh david it's it's just too much <laughs> to talk about it actually it's quite painful to talk about that food wrappers and uh, cigarette butts of course it depends you know which part of the ocean we go to uh, so we sort them because we want to have a data of how much of trash that we have been collecting because our data now is also shared with our the ocean project as well they have taken some of our data last year so we're hoping it to be published this year sometime and so we know what is the common issue what is the community issue there the kind of people that visit there so that help us to understand a little bit of the behavior pattern uh, like certain part of the beach we go to we find a lot of nets and rope so these are people who go for fishing and leaving things behind who don't care about the ecosystem at all uh, so we have that kind of the trash that we collect and we publish we publish those kind of uh, statistics as well yeah so that has been helpful thank you so much for listening to this episode of the green living chats podcast this initiative is to educate and create awareness on things that really matter. We look forward to hearing your thoughts and comments as we get interactive on our social media platforms at Echoamet Solutions on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. If you would like to be part of these conversations, contact us via email at glcpodcast@echoametsolutions.com or see our contact details in the show notes. Part 2 of today's conversation will be available next week. So see you on the next episode and remember, live green.